That's like me going up to some chick and be like, hey, I just wanted to tell you I like you. Uh, it helps me to do that. You don't have to, to say anything, everything that's on your on your mind. Yes. You know, like if a really attractive woman crosses your path, you don't have to be like, I like your boobs. You yeah, know? I'm real honest, okay? It really helps you me to deal, tell you. Okay? I like I'm just one of those honest people you meet. Yeah. It just makes people feel weird. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, just helping you not be a weirdo out there, my friend. Yeah. Hopefully this will help you not be a weirdo. And you already rated us five stars, so you can't take it back. Thank you. I think they can. Actually. Oh, they can? Yeah, oh, shit. Yeah, okay, yeah, please don't take it back. Yeah, and we love you so back. much, and you're doing completely fine, and you're not yeah. weird. <laughs> All right, great. <laughs> Hello, welcome back to Shit They Don't Tell You. I'm Nikki Limo. Hello, everybody. You said you were ready. Huh? Who are you? Oh, sorry. My name is Stephen Green. Yeah, Stefan. That's not my name. <laughs> okay. That's how it's spelled. Well, don't be rude. Call me what I want to be called. My All right. Steve, Steve I Green. acknowledge. Thank you. Stephen Paul ass green and we hope that you're having a good time over there listening to the show whether you're in traffic or you're at work or you're at play perhaps you're at play yeah perhaps perhaps you're walking around disney shit they don't tell you is a podcast where they tell where we tell you all the shit that we wish that someone told us so today we are going to answer your questions that you have submitted and i'm just going to tell you what i wish i would have been told about them but i am and nor is Stephen a professional advice giver. But I am a professional smeller, and I I can really identify smells well. I will say. Can you smell some bullshit? I'm sure, but I was mostly talking about how it kind of smells like indoor Taco Bell in here. Oh, so it wasn't metaphorically. It was just like. No, no, no! I can. Li- you can literally, literally smell, smell Taco I a, Bell. I have a good nose. Oh, I smell it now. Doesn't it smell like indoor Taco it Bell? It does smell no. like indoor Taco okay, Bell. Okay, so when you go and you eat. And you dine in at Taco Bell. And you go into the Taco Bell. Yes. It smells like indoor Taco Bell in here. It does smell like that. Am I a good smeller or what? I don't know if that was power of suggestion or what, because now that's all I can smell. I am a good- That's all I can smell. I'm a really acute smeller. Yes, you are a cute little smeller. See, I'm a cute little smeller. All right. Uh, We're going to move on to answering your questions now and stop talking about how cute a smeller Steve is. So uh, these questions, some of them are kind of long, so I'm going to try to paraphrase them. So this first one especially, very long, but also I think a pretty good question and I think deserves some response to it. Mm. All right, so this one's called Advice Slash Opinions on Family. Hi, Nikki and Steve. To make it easier for you, Nikki, please keep this anonymous. Thank you. All right. You got it. Anyways, I don't know how well you guys can answer this question since you guys have a good relationship with your parents from what I remember hearing, but still, it would be great to get some insight, advice, or even just opinions on the situation. However, there's so much information to it that it's so long, so if you guys don't answer it in your podcast, I understand, but I'll def- but I'll send it in the off chance you guys do. Hopefully, you can read fast, Nikki. Uh, I'm going to try to paraphrase some of this because it is very, very long, but um, let's try to get through it. So... I'm 20 and currently living with my parents to save money while going to college. I've been working a part-time job since I was 17 and recently have been working a full-time job for the summer at a paid internship. So now I get paid a bit more than minimum wage. I've always been very responsible with money and only buy stuff when I really need it, which is pretty rare for people my age. And I feel like this is something any parent should be proud of. However, instead of my mom praising me for being responsible with money, she complains about me not giving her money. Mind you, I don't expect praise for being responsible with money, but I definitely don't expect expect complaints for being too responsible with money. She's complained to all her friends that I'm way too responsible, while her friends complain that their kids are irresponsible with money. She also says that she doesn't know any kid who has made as much money as I do, but I don't even have a crap ton. I just don't spend it on stuff I don't need. I try to explain to her that I'm saving money to be able to move out and support myself without having to worry if I have enough money to pay for rent and other necessities, but that's not a good enough excuse for her. Ever since I got my first job, my mom has 
been this way of expecting me to give her money and complains because I don't give her money. Now, I've never cared that she complained because I felt guilty. She's made me believe that I owe her my whole life because she took care of me and made sure that I didn't have to struggle like how she did when she was a kid. And I am grateful for that. Because of this, I felt like a terrible daughter. Therefore, whenever she asked me for money, I would gladly give it to her with no questions asked to prove to her that I am a good daughter. Recently, when I got my paid internship, my mom demanded that I pay her half of my paycheck every week as rent. This meant that I would pay her over $1,000 a month, and because of guilt, I blindly agreed. She then started complaining about how I should be grateful since I made more than she ever did when she was my age, and... I realized I don't. I make even less than minimum wage now. I told her that and kept bringing it up until she finally said, fine, since you only have since you have to pay $300 for your car bill, you'll only have to pay $700 a month. And I said, okay, since it was way less. I've talked about it with others and they all agree. I justify my mom's greed for money with the fact that she's Asian and most Asian parents have a mentality that kids are only born to take care of them. Otherwise, there's no point to them. Wow. <laughs> the still... Ever since he brought this up, I started to question my situation and my mom. And because of this, I started to get more and more frustrated and irritated by her, especially when I see how differently she treats my brother, who was four years younger than me. I'm expected to do dishes every day, clean the house on the weekends, sit at the dining table with my mom when she's there, even though I'm not eating, help do help her do all the homework. She's going back to school, too, and help her cook all while my brother is expected to just like cook rice. I'm personally conflicted because I don't know if my mom is basically the toxic person in my life right now or if I'm just a crappy daughter who isn't realizing her point of view. You you know how parents say you won't know until you're my age. Don't just wait. I try to talk about it with uh, a lot of other people to see if anyone understands her side. But so far, no one has. And a part of me thinks that my mom is really treating me unfairly and expecting me to do things that no parent ever should. But another part of me feels like I'm a crappy daughter. So basically, she's like, I has guilt. It. Yeah, you got I it. I got it. Am I in the wrong for questioning it, questioning it? Or is she the one treating me unfairly? What should I do in this situation, especially with how she expects money from me? And keep in mind, I don't have a very close relationship with my mom. Here's the thing. You're, you're under your mom's roof. She can do whatever she wants. She can make it so your brother's the fucking emperor of the house. Like, it's not fair. But in, as long as you're there, that's all you can deal with is like how, what she wants, and what she decides are the rules. Yeah, I mean, it sucks. Honestly, for me, twenty years old, just move out. Like if you're paying over a thousand dollars already, like you could definitely find a roommate for cheaper than that. What's your boyfriend doing? You can live move uh, in with that cat. You can move in a. Well, maybe they're not ready for that. Well, maybe they are. Well, maybe okay. it's time to fucking reach down between your legs for the boyfriend and go like, hey, man. Uh, I could solve her problem. I lived in a studio for less than a thousand dollars a month, and that was with all utilities included. Yeah, right. So, like things like that, you know, you could definitely There's find other places too. There's rooms yeah. available at certain houses. I also and think stuff. it would give you peace of mind because you wouldn't have to help out with all the housework and all that stuff, and you could focus on school. It does seem like your mom's just trying to guilt trip you. Yeah, she is. I mean, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. And, and then she's even rewarding. Your brother around you, bro. Like, like it's passive aggressive behavior. That is a thing that happens. So they always like. I've known so many families where the the boy just like gets to fuck off and like gets everything taken care of. And yeah. well, it wasn't like that in my house. I'll tell you that. Uh, it wasn't my, my mother house. was raised that way because my yeah the the Millers were like that. Yeah, I'm, I'll never forget we went on a camping trip and my mom was asked by my grandma and grandpa to to serve her brothers and she was like no way in hell yeah. am i serving my fucking brothers they can get up off their ass and they can get a damn plate and they can serve themselves and i had never been happier watching my mother because she stood up for herself and i fucking love that shit yeah I and love she, your mom. she did not wait on them she does not wait on them she does not wait on anybody and she um and you, neither, you don't need to do that either. Get the fuck out of there. 
I know you're in that stage where you're like, I don't, I'm not ready to leave home. I don't think I'm ready. I think you can figure I it out. I think it's like more guilt. It seems like she's just feels guilty. Like your she mom will, owes her mom something. You're you're being a great daughter. You've done nothing wrong. Yeah. It's time to take the guilt off of your plate and realize that she's just punishing you because you're about to leave the house and she's resentful of that. And also, I don't want to project and like use like professional terms, but it does seem like a narcissistic codependent relationship. So what narcissists do is like they make you feel like you owe them and they like really make you feel guilty if you're not catering to them and like they kind of um put you down until you feel like you're very little and that you owe like they they are your savior for even giving you love and attention yes. and stuff uh so it's not a good relationship that's yeah that's a i know quite a few people that have been in that situation especially when it's a parent-child relationship like that and they really do feel like like even though logically they can be like wow this is a really toxic behavior like they since they've been conditioned to feel that way their whole lives they yeah. they really feel like they owe their parents something right it's your parent there is no give and take it's just your parent and they're the emperor of your life and i have to do whatever they say yeah. that's the kind of shit right and you're like kind but, of scared of them getting mad at you but when you're an adult you get to participate in relationships or not you get to decide whether you're going to stay in a relationship or you're going to abscond yeah and especially if you're not close already like it says at the end that she's not very close to her mom i right. just feel like just get out of there. Peace. Get out of it's there. It's time to say peace. Yeah. Drop the mic as you head out the door. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, you know, you find a place. You will find a place. Don't even worry about that. Go go on Craigslist right now. There's there's places that are less than a grand a month. Or what is it, 700 She can get a room somewhere yeah. or, or get an apartment somewhere, split it, and she'll be spending less. That's what I said. Yeah. All right. Our next one is relationship advice, or at least that's what the title says. Hey, Steve and Nikki. My, my name is Michael. So there's this new girl at work who I started to like, and I think she's great. We have a few common interests, although I found out she has a boyfriend. Mm, wah, wah. I do believe they are quite serious because they moved from a different state together. Ever since I found out she has a boyfriend, I get sick in the stomach. From past experiences, the fastest way for me to get over someone is to profess my feelings and get rejected. Otherwise, I end up liking the person in secret for years, which I don't want. I have no desire to become a homewrecker, and I don't like lying to myself or others. So I'm a bit conflicted as what to what I should do. So my questions are, should I just suck it up? Should I tell her? Nikki, if you were in her shoes... Would you want to hear some guy you only know from work for about two months to confess his feelings? Steve, what would you do in my shoes? Thanks for your time, guys. I appreciate it. I love your podcast, and I've been following you guys since I saw y'all on Totally Sketch. Whoa. Wow. I also just learned how to give you guys five stars, so I did. Wow, but we appreciate that, Michael. We appreciate Thank you, Michael. You. Also, Michael, don't be a weirdo. Start scumming on some dude's chick or or vice yeah, versa. I wouldn't want it. Yeah. If it, if I was in this she, She's shoes. in a relationship of her own volition, my friend. She's not stuck. This isn't Romeo and Juliet times. Yeah. She's not trapped in a castle. You know, I was with this guy for a long time. We had moved to L.A. together, and we got a job together. So we were working together, and um, and so we had all the same mutual friends, right? And um, a lot of the acquaintances would tell me that they didn't think that we were, like, right for each other. And it would just piss me off. Yeah, of course. Like, it just pissed me off. And, like, eventually, I realized we weren't right for each other he was a really nice guy and like it you know i've talked about him before but um i i had to realize that on my own you know like having someone else be like i'm better for you than this guy that you're with that's just like kind of condescending um and yeah you can and, what, and, and by the way what do you expect to happen so it's gonna be like hey i just want to confess my true feelings for you because i got to get this off of my chest because i have a deal i have a problem like you're being a little selfish little right. bit little bit Thinking of yourself a little bit, not about 
about Because then it just makes it awkward. Makes it for awkward her. for her at work. Now she's going to tell her boyfriend, like, well, I don't know, some guy's coming on me. And then, like, that, the boyfriend's like, what? Because you're, you're never going to win in this. So if your goal is just, like, to get the rejection over with already. Uh, for you. Right. That's, that's the thing for you. It just makes her feel awkward. Right. But um, I don't think you'll ever win her over in a way that that she'll like you at all. Like, no. not even in a friendship way. No. You you put yourself in a zone. It's not even a friend zone. It's a weirdo zone. Yeah, yeah. You, you're not respectful of other people's relationships, and you become a weirdo. Well, he not. says he doesn't want to be a homewrecker, but... Um, but you, you do. Kind of, Why you, else wouldn't yeah, you bring it up, Exactly. Brother? You wouldn't have to bring it up if you... But he's saying he it flushes his system out. But right. still, that's being selfish. That is being selfish. That's like me going up to some chick and be like, hey, I just wanted to tell you I like you. Uh, it helps me to do that. You don't have to, to say that. anything, everything that's on your on your mind. Yes. You know, like if a really attractive woman crosses your path, you don't have to be like, I like your boobs. You yeah, know? I'm real honest, okay? It really helps you got me a to deal, tell you. Okay? I like I'm your just boobs. one of those honest people you meet. Yeah. It just makes people feel weird. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, just helping you not be a weirdo out there, my friend. Yeah. Hopefully this will help you not be a weirdo. And you already rated us five stars, so you can't take it back. Thank you. I think they can. Actually. Oh, they can't? Yeah, oh, shit. Yeah, okay, yeah, please don't take it back, back. and please we love you so back. much, and you're doing completely fine, and you're not yeah. weird. <laughs> All right, great. Um, I'm kidding. Yeah. Next, we have Starting a Podcast is the title. Yo, what's good? My name is Ben. Hi, Ben. Hi, competitor Ben. I first saw you guys on JK and shortly became huge fans of y'all. Oh, thank you. Thank you. My friends and I are interested in starting a podcast, and we're most likely going to sit we're most likely going to at some point. I was just curious what it was like for you guys starting your podcast. I know that you guys already had an online presence when your podcast started, but my friends and I don't. So we'd have to grow, which I personally have no problem with. I think it would be a good time. Was it worth it for you guys? Any answer would be cool. Thanks. Keep on keeping on. Ben, not worth it. Don't do it. Please don't do it. Please <laughs> don't compete. Please don't help compete us. With us. Save us. Don't compete with us. Oh, I see. At all. Don't compete with us. Um, yeah, fuck yeah, start a podcast. Damn. I mean, it is very therapeutic. That's for sure. You know? And also, if it's something like you like doing, like, I just liked genuinely having conversations, and this is the only place I feel like that I could just have an unfiltered conversation without, like, worrying about editing or, like, worrying about, like, things taking too long or whatever the fuck or, like, how that ed's going to go. It's just a very simple, straightforward conversation, and it helps people not feel alone. I know that if this was around when I was growing up, it would have helped me not feel alone. I used to listen to, like, Loveline and stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, that was probably the closest thing to a podcast that I would listen to. But, um, yeah, I think that, like... There's so many different types of people out there, and you'll relate to somebody out there that's yes. going through it, and or and, that's relating to whatever topic you're talking about. Absolutely, and mind your audience. Please mind your audience, dude. When I listen to other people's podcasts, one of my biggest pet peeves is inside fucking jokes. I don't care about. I don't give a shit about your stupid inside joke. You have yeah. to tell me what the joke is so I can be in on it with you. I'm listening to your fucking show, aren't I? And second of all, it's it's these um. It, everyone, it just sort of word vomits. There's no point to it at all, and uh, it's not for me. So maybe what you would do with your friends, just have a take. Have Don't, a point of view. Have a point of view. Yeah. That's it. Just have an angle you're going for or an, a goal that you're trying to accomplish. Or a vibe. I thought we, they were just here for the no, vibe. No, but it is huh? a vibe. It yeah. is a vibe. But but that's, but that's we we help people be involved in the vibe. Yeah. You're not listening to people who are vibing and you're not, in, you're not included. You're not invited. Yeah. That's the worst shit. And I hear that mistake made over and over and over again. When yeah. I, listen to other I agree. Show. I think that podcasts are are to feel like the listener is part of the conversation with you, which yes. you are, like you should be, you should feel like that, especially with these type of question and answer 
episodes like we do want you to feel like we're talking to you yes and anyone else that is going through this similar thing which there are probably the chances are there's probably somebody else out there going through a similar thing and don't forget what it's really all about at the end of the day it's to get people here so we can sell you fucking shit yes. that you don't need but you well, might you get need it because you need it we say you need it no i like a lot of this sh- i no, like I all the shit that we- i'm just kidding but but that's that's what i'm especially well, I don't want to pick favorites. No, go, go ahead. ahead. I really like roommate. I know you do. <laughs> uh, you know, no, but but ultimately, the end at the end of the day, you're trying to create a place for that people just want to hang out in. Yeah. And and when I hang out with people who are, oh my god, one of the worst things is you're in a group setting and people are telling some story about their stupid friend and you don't know anything about it, so you're just sitting there oh, while yeah. everyone talks around you. That's how I feel listening to other people's podcasts uh, half the time. That's so annoying. It's and the they, worst. And when they talk talk by name. I'm like, cool, dude. I don't fucking know this guy. I'm like, so thanks. I don't know that. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, what do you think about that? And they're like, yeah, did you see his hair? And like, yeah, did you see like the other day? And he he, he was holding this bag. And I'm like, I don't fucking care about this. Yeah. You well, have not cultivated this if conversation. If you are going to talk about your friend, you have to introduce them to the conversation as if no one knows them. Yes. Otherwise, I don't. Why do, am I invested in this character? Yes. So that's something I try to do. I try to include people who probably like... A lot of people say like, "Oh, Steve, I like how Steve includes people in JK." Dude, I'm just listening to. I'm just feeling out what the audience is probably going through, and I'm like, "Man, this person hasn't talked in a sec, and I want to hear what they had to say. I wonder what they think about this." And that's all I'm asking. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. It's not more advanced than that. That's not because I'm a great person. I'm just trying to actually understand where they're coming from. Yeah. And it and I and it helps them be included in the conversations. We're all not just talking around them. Which yeah. Is the worst feeling in the world. I yeah. It like that's hard. That is a skill. That's a good skill. You, you're you good at that. Thank you. Yeah. Because sometimes I feel like, um, I guess like there had been times where like I didn't have anything to contribute. So maybe I wasn't talking, but I'm the type of person that would assert myself if I did have something yeah. to contribute and not everyone is like that. So in my head, when someone's not talking, I'm like, oh, they don't want to speak on this subject. Right. Um. So yeah, I never think of it that way, but you're, you're probably way more right like where it's just they don't have a way in and yeah. you provide them a way into the conversation that's all it is and i yeah. think that's great yeah that's because i'm a really good person good job thank you you just said it's not because you're a good person no that, well, i didn't mean to say that well you said that no i'm a re- it's because i'm a really good guy i don't think so i don't think that's evidence of that remember when you killed a snake oh don't do that <laughs> all right well now that's an inside joke how dare you it is an inside well all right, real quickly we'll do it very quickly yeah i yeah as a young man um found a snake in my yard i killed it with a shovel a dull shovel it took a while well it took a sec but it, it, it was not great to kill the snake and i i thought that i was protecting my dog because i had a dog and uh, this is our yard and uh when my sister got home she's a veterinarian she was studying at the time she was like going to college for it and she's like it's just a garter snake and i was devastated i think like about as it in not day. a poisonous snake. not poisonous not harmful to your animal so to this day, I think about that. I I love animals. Yeah. He feels I, really guilty about it, so I have to bring it up and hold it over his head and, and be like, oh, you think you're a good person, right? Very successful. Remember that fucking snake you killed? You did it. I'm just kidding. You did it, though. <laughs> oh, no. I do feel, God, I feel terrible. <laughs> oh, I love you. Uh, you are a great person. Uh, the fact that you feel terrible is what makes you a good person, but I still get to use it to hold over you because like, uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's all good. It's a bit. I'm with you. Oh gosh, you're we. No, I'm fine. I'm okay. Fine. Wow, didn't mean to bring the mood down. Completely fine. All right, we have another question. 
this is in some cultures killing a snake makes you more of a man so perhaps and really that's what it's about to me in that moment i was being a man and all this shit yeah and i killed a fucking harmless snake right. what a fucking man i was well, you learned from that. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. some shit that you learned. That's a, you didn't know that that was a harmless snake. Doesn't matter. Snake lovers out there, you can hate me forever. I understand. <laughs> nah, I think snake haters out there, you can look at me as a hero. Perhaps I am. I mean, you were a murderer. Maybe I'm just a hero and I didn't know. You know, there's yeah. a lot of snake haters out there. Well, maybe there's an overpopulation of garter snakes, and look at that. You saved the world. Never heard of it, but okay. Well, I'm just saying. Me neither, but... Yeah. All right, question for the Shit They Don't Tell You podcast. Hi, I'm going to remain anonymous, but you can make up a fun fake name for me if you want or decide to read this on the show. Sorry, it's long, sad face. All right. Um, Pamela. <laughs> question. Should I work out things with my ex? I, female, recently, Pamela, <laughs> recently broke up with my now ex. We dated for six months, but he does not want to break up and is interested in working things out. But my friends all around my age, all female, some single, some in a relationship, some married with kids, some without, have all told me not to. For some background, I'm 25. Nikki, you're right. 25 is not a great year. Hell yeah. And this was actually my first relationship and everything else. We never said I love you, but we both discussed how we have issues saying that to anyone, even family. Wow. Here's why we broke up. I met him in my current city. I won't say uh, what city that is. And when I was having trouble finding a job, he got stressed since not finding a job would mean me moving away. So I told him that we should limit our communication slash dates until my lease ended since by then I would know if I'm able to stay or not. That day, the day I moved out, I got the news that I got a job. I was ecstatic and wanted to tell him since I knew he would be too, but it felt like a special occasion for me. So I wanted to do something special, but I was also so excited and busy that I didn't want to wait until the next time we saw each other. I was in the area and got the idea to send him a note and some flowers, but delivery costs a lot, so I hand-delivered them to save money and felt extremely creepy, but I figured it was worth the risk and all, and that he would tell me if it bothered him. I didn't knock on the door or anything because I didn't want to bother Ooh, him this is getting good. and just left them at his door. Almost a week went by and I hadn't heard anything from him about it. After about four days, I decided to text him if, it, to see if he brought it up. I was kind of on edge since I knew he would either think it was sweet or be mad because I was kind of expecting to see him to see past the creepiness and congratulate me and was a little disappointed when I never heard anything from him. He thanked me for the flowers and didn't say anything about the job. So I asked him if he got the note and he just sent me a quick congrats. This is all unlike him, so I got the feeling that he was maybe disappointed I got a job or wasn't happy for me. Ever since this, all his communications were in the same manner, short and with no emotion and no back and forth. After about two weeks, I realized I was the only one to initiate any communication with him. This coupled with the brief responses and no, no prompts for conversation, and I started to feel uneasy and more so like he was avoiding me. And I started to think maybe he wanted to break up but was too chicken shit to do it, or he cheated. But I didn't want to jump to conclusions uh, since he did tell me when he mentioned the flowers that he's been busy. But also, busy is a pretty textbook. I don't want to talk to your response. But still, I didn't Nobody's want to be busy 24 hours. Exactly. I didn't want to be selfish and didn't and tell him that he's been avoiding me when it turns out he's actually going through some personal stuff. Okay, so after about another week of some communication pattern, I decided to tell him he's being distant and why, in addition to this short message, she turned down the one time I asked him out and avoided both of my attempts to have a phone combo. And I asked what was going on. Um, he responded that he had been distant and he's easily smothered and that it was a combo of being busy with work and feeling smothered and that he's been busy catching up with friends and family. Since our communication communication was just one text with no back and forth two to three times a week. Smothering. Yeah. I made the choice to tell him that we have different expectations when it comes to how often you should speak with your partner since I don't consider those texts anything since That's we never weird, had an actual conversation. This guy's a weirdo. Yeah. 
He sent me a response where he said he hadn't gone more than two days without hearing from me, but there were periods... Two days is a long time, bro. Mm -hmm. But there were periods where it had been three to five days. I know because I made a conscious effort to wait a while so as not to appear clingy and that I was uh, annoying and clingy. And then I, and he, so he basically said that she's annoying and clingy, clingy and that it wasn't attractive and that um, he, since she was the only one to initiate and that reason. Red he, alert. Yeah. Basically, this guy is going to say he, that she's even texting him at all, it seems like. Um, and he also told me that I shouldn't be inviting him out if I don't have a place to stay. <laughs> I was staying at a, with a friend at a time. Or money. He came with that on his own. I never said I didn't have any money. Uh, I was extremely offended because I'm very independent and blah, blah, blah. Um, I also told him not to respond. I also told him not to respond because I was also going through some personal stuff and that I couldn't have our drama going on too because it was distracting me at work. Listen, I'm at full red alert on this guy. Yeah. Don't go back with this fool. This is a full-blown stranger. Like, this is strangeness beyond reason this guy's the fucking plot arc of stranger things season four perhaps like don't don't get with this guy you're, you're good season four no i'm saying like they're gonna have a they need to have a scary bad guy oh yeah they've really gotten th gotten pretty boring i think with their bad guys being the same true, same true so maybe getting this guy with his fucking weird ass attachment issues and saying two texts in a week is fucking smothering you like tell this guy to fuck himself are you kidding me that like what this is the strangest shit I've yeah, ever heard. It's really weird. He's blaming you because he's just trying to give you the sh the brush off. Yeah, and then it says in here. This sorry, this is really really long. So um, I was just I'm just trying to like yeah. find the Whittle the main down. points. But um, she's it also seems like he's trying to tell her that she didn't um respond to one of his calls one time that she says she never got, and so he's he's like giving her mixed messages saying she's not responding enough but then when she does initiate he doesn't want to talk to so her she broke up with him right um, and now he's trying to get back with her yeah so another thing that she says in here is that um this was actually getting like interfering with work so she got she got sent home because she wasn't performing very well at work and she was like basically got sent home to, to work on this issue with the relationship and then also um she was moving into a new place and like all this stuff and he wasn't talking to her this whole time this guy sucks yeah move on yeah it's, it's terrible he's absolutely terrible i yeah, got nothing for him he's basically saying like she's shitty if she initiates too much because she's smothering but then if she doesn't respond or talk to him then she's she like win. yeah she he, can't win he he is the victim constantly he does nothing wrong you're in the wrong yeah on it, it's a tuesday you texted him you're smothering him it's a thursday you didn't text him. Why aren't you talking to me anymore? What a fucking weirdo. Yeah. Shields up, full on, red alert. We're doing Star Trek references. They're back. Yeah. By popular demand. I don't know them. Red alert is well, when, um, you know. I mean, it sounds like danger. It, it's pretty, pretty dangerous. Yeah, it's a pretty okay. dangerous situation, Star Trek. So, yeah. Wow. We're doing a full uh, She even alert. has a timeline. So, from the end of June, uh, like the two weeks at the end of June, is the period that before she moved out and we reeled back on communication. Uh, I don't think we need the timeline. I get it. Um, red alert. Go ahead. Yeah, there's. I mean, that's just like the full blown red alert, like the Wrath of Khan red alert. I still don't get these references. Um, maybe Who's the Khan? the Search of Spock. Who's Khan? Um, he's a Star Trek villain. Uh, yeah, Is he I think it's pretty clear. Like Genghis Khan. No. Oh. Okay. So he's All actually right. from thousands of years in the future. Well, uh, this sounds like a guy that's trying to make you 
he's having his own issues and he's basically projecting onto you because he doesn't want to take responsibility for having his own issues. Yes. It sounds like he has commitment issues. It sounds like um, he looks for uh, like a way out of having to deal with his commitment issues. And then when like you're going to leave be because he's basically saying you're smothering him is when he's like, oh, no, wait, I don't want to lose that, though. And it's fucking draining. You yeah. know, honestly, this just this guy hasn't. He's yanking your chain. He needs to grow up. And maybe he needs a few years to, like, figure his own shit out. But, like, that's not your f problem. Like, you shouldn't have to, while you're trying to figure out your own life, like, with a new job and um, all this stuff, have to deal with, like, this guy's communication issues. And also, that guy should support you. You got a new job and he didn't even say congratulations or anything. com. It's, it's not you worth your there. time. And I feel like when you're younger and when you're in this, like, middle adult transition period where you're like figuring your own shit out like your own job your own life your career like all that stuff and then like relationship stuff on top of that with another person that's also trying to figure out their relationship stuff and their job stuff in life it just gets like really messy and there's no um it's not clean you know it's not like oh this person has this issue and you have this issue and whatever it's like you're on two different paths like you're on two different journeys and two different paths and it's just not lining up right now that's all you know it's not that he's a bad person or you're i think he is i mean i think he has issues i don't think i think that his issues make him a bad person i think he's him, terrible human him projecting his issues onto someone else is not a good person move i think you should send him this podcast but, but and you should send him the clip the video clip i'm looking at him right now hey bud you leave her alone you leave our, our friend alone thank you also she gave him flowers for her job her for her getting a she's job she's a very nice you person know? yeah it's crazy and he didn't even say thank you or or like hey like why'd you give me flowers like, i should be giving you flowers yeah, it's just hint, real hint. weird i mean and also you, there's no romance here and no. I know you guys both have trouble saying I love you because of you know your family or something like she said that they yeah, both yeah, yeah. don't say I love you um, but this I don't know maybe decide the type of relationship that you want to have because this ain't it yeah bro um, even if it's not a romantic, super romantic one, I mean, there should at what least are you in be, it for? there should be support at least right, what yeah. is it for if there's no support or or understanding or any of that shit. Well, I mean sex. Yeah, okay. <laughs> then yeah, why call him your boyfriend and all this shit? But then there's like two to three days, sometimes five days in between texting and they're not even having real conversations. It's just texting. Mm -hmm. And he's saying that's too much. Like That guy's a fucking Like weirdo. when do you even see each other? Yeah, no. So you see each other once a week and then that's, that's a relationship? I don't okay. know. To me, it sounds easy to walk away from. But that's just an outside perspective. We don't even look at us as an advice show. We're just giving you the 100% real truth. We're just judging. Just get rid of we this We just fool. like to listen to your tea and then judge the people involved. Yeah. And with that, on that note, we're going on a break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. 
They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We just want to take a break to tell you to, like, thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you want to rate it, that would be really awesome for us. Like, Listen, we're on break. We're not talking to you like podcast hosts right now. We're just talking to you like people. As a friend. And we just want to say, please rate the show because it helps out huge amounts. Like, we're not desperate. We're, like, kind of desperate. We're giving shout outs right now to all the people who are giving it ratings. So, huge shout out right now to Brian Jorgensen. That was sick of you, dude. Thank you. God bless. Uh, huge shout out right now to Mark. Mark W. in Springfield, Connecticut. Back to our podcast. Jenny Bly. Hey, back to our podcast. In Tuscany, and Florida. back to our podcast. God bless you. Thank you. Steven. Cute. Thank you for supporting the show. <laughs> and we're back. Hope you enjoyed that short little break. I know I did. Even though it was really us reading something. So was it a break from us? Yes, because we actually weren't reading it just now. Oh, that's tight. It was a break for us. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Cool. This question is how to get over an ex who you're still friends with. No. Hi, Nikki and Steve. I'm biased. Me too. First of all, I would like to say I really enjoy listening to your podcast on my way to work. Oh, get that money, girl. Thank you. So thank you for the amazing content. Thank you so much. Um, Anyways, if it's possible, I would like to stay anonymous in fear of my ex listening to this. You got it, chick. Chica. No problem. I am a 22-year-old female, and I recently got back together. And I recently got back in touch with my ex-boyfriend, who was my first boyfriend I've had. We started talking like friends again, which I'm happy about, but I can't help but still want a second chance with him. We dated for two years, and those two years were the best years of my life. I've ended things back. I ended things back then due to my insecurities, and due to those insecurities, he found someone else after I broke up with him. Now he's with this wonderful lady for some years, and even proposed to her. I'm happy for him, seeing how much he's grown. But I can't help but think, like, what if it? It could have been me if I didn't end things with him. I have some regrets in my life, and this is one of them. Now I'm single, and I've been trying to go on dates, but it's hard to get out there and find someone who's decent or someone who doesn't ghost me. (laughs) So I'm confused now because I really want to be his friend, but how do I tell my mind to stop being a hopeless romantic? I'm lost. Please share your thoughts. Thank you, Anonymous. Well, sometimes you're a hopeless romantic because your scope... like It's like like the the telescope that we have, right? Hubble and all that shit. Or what's the one in Hawaii? Mm. All the telescopes we got? They're only, you know, they have to point at one direction in the universe. Now, what if you, what if you are pointed at one direction on this earth and looking at that as my one shot at love? That's all you're doing right now. Yeah. You're, you're going, man, this is the only thing out there. But there's a huge fucking world out there, and you're not giving it credit. You're also 22, so to look back and say those were the best two years of my life, like you haven't lived much life. Right. Like you've only lived four years of an adult life. Out of the many, many years you're about to live. Yep. Um, I think that people tend to romanticize the past, especially when they've made mistakes and they would have done things differently. You know? I did this. Yeah. Yeah, fully. When you when you go through something, you learn from it, right? You that's what it's there for. And so it's great that you learned from it. And you learned like not to let your insecurities sabotage good relationships that you have, but now you move on. Like you don't go back to that person. That that person was just a that was a person that was supposed to be there in that moment for you to learn that lesson. Yes. And now you're to use this newfound knowledge and apply it to a future. And by the way, good relationship. This guy sounds great and all, but how would you like to be uh, engaged to somebody and you find and they're secretly talking to their ex behind your back? 
It's fucking weird to me. Yeah. Like that guy's oh, yeah. talking they... to his ex. How like, did he come like while that? he's engaged to this this wonderful chick you talked about. So, you know, I think that you're just seeing all the all the warm spots, all yeah. the bright lights of the situation, and not the dark side of it, which is kind of weird. Yeah, um, you shouldn't be doing that. No, and then also if he's made the decision to spend the rest of his life with someone, you shouldn't be thinking of trying to get a second chance with him. And why is he thinking about? And why is he talking to his first girlfriend? It's just fucking bizarre to me. I don't know. Maybe for closure. Sure. Okay. I, I won't judge that part, but um, I'm just saying it's not all wine and roses. Yeah. And uh, obviously, you guys, it just didn't work out. And it's time to it's time to look, like look yourself in the mirror and go, there is more out there. What am I talking about? There's so much more out there, and um, I don't know. Like from this, you can also build like, what do I want in my next relationship? You should always be looking forward, not like backwards missing the past or trying to rectify it and like fix something to put it back together again sounds like you're like trying to put broken pieces back together again and you think like oh i can make it the best years of my life again Mm -hmm. but it's not just gonna be like forever those same years you know like you it's gonna be a different thing try going back to where you used to like your your childhood playground check it out now yeah it's not that fun anymore Right. Right. Those are the, some of the best years of your life. You remember how you had all these good times. You go yeah. back there and you're like, oh, yeah, no, this isn't great. Yeah. It's time for me to find another playground. But you can use this and, and create like a list of like all the shit that you want your next relationship to have. And maybe some of those things that were, you know, really happy for you. Maybe you put those on the list. You know, now, you know, oh, I like these things. Exactly. And what I won't do is do this insecurity thing. And, um, you know, for Steve, when I was single, um, I've talked about this before, but I put together a list of all the things I want in a guy. And I basically said I want to find someone exactly like Steve Green. So maybe you want to find someone that's really similar to your ex. You know, maybe that's like a a template, but it doesn't have to be him exactly. Yeah. In my case, it ended up being Steve Green exactly. But yeah, and maybe this I chick is just looking for me. Maybe it's me. You know? I don't think she is. I, I think, you know, perhaps. Unless this is your your ex. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I dated him young. I did date him young. Yeah, she would have been like 16 at the time. <laughs> I, I think I vaguely remember something, some yeah, kind yeah. of situation somewhere. Great, yeah. cool. Um, so this could be awkward. No, but, but no, but, you know, knowing having the confidence to know what you like and what you don't like is a really nice thing. It's a really good tool. And the only way you find that out is through going through shit like this, you know, going through shitty relationships, um, going good through relationships good relationships that, that, you, that you messed up yeah. or maybe like just didn't work out because of timing or whatever. I thought I blew it with a chick. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Because I was with this nice girl in high school and she was the very agreeable chick that I've talked about before. And uh, she just agreed with everything I had to say. But mm. she was so nice and yeah. sweet. Would never have cheated on me. Would never have like dumped me or any of that shit like, that I had gone through uh, when I was starting to regret having dumped her. Yeah. And it's one of those things where looking back now, I'm like, man, I can't imagine if I had tried to make a move at that or whatever. Yeah. Like, or if I had stayed with that chick like compared to you. It's not even close. But well, I didn't even know you existed. Right. People think they have to settle. Because for my back-to-back relationships, it was very similar where I was with a really nice guy who would never cheat on me. But I just felt like we didn't have a lot to talk about. Um, like it wasn't very, it was kind of boring. Yeah. Um, but he he treated me right. He was really good on paper. And then the next relationship, 
um, he wasn't boring, but he was really shitty to me. Like he was, yep. he would like cheat and he was an asshole, yep. you know? And I was like thinking about the same way, like, oh, well, I guess I would rather have the nice guy that doesn't cheat on me, but that's kind of boring than the asshole guy that's kind of funny, but is an asshole. Um, but you don't have to settle. No. Like you don't have to like pick between two things. You can like actually find someone that marks off all the criteria. Let me tell you a story about like. a great man. Okay. Is it about you? No, those are, well, no. Oh. There's a great man. Thank God. Who instead of settling on where he's been before, he sailed to a new land. And that man is Christopher Columbus. <laughs> and he and uh mm-hmm. and had he not done that, yeah. we would only have known about the Barbary Coast and all you know, all these little remote the islands. Barbary Coast? Yeah, like little the, the Barbados and we would have only known about Caribbeans and we wouldn't have even not known about no America. Yeah, except for the Americans that were living here. No, there was nobody here that yet. Christopher oh. Columbus was the first person to set foot here. I see. I heard that he didn't even land like in the actual United States. He was like off. It was like off the. He's close. Florida, off the He's Florida closer Keys. than you were. What? I was born in Santa Barbara. Well, right, but he was closer than you would have been. <laughs> I don't know where I would have been. <laughs> well, I'm just saying he couldn't have done it. He did it, and uh, that and that has been the story of a great man. Thank you. Wow. He should have. So a I day. hope that helps you. He should have a day and then get it taken away. <laughs> And then he should have it reestablished. I, I hope that they give it back to him. All right. Yeah. Wow. Was, and, and I hope that people can get a on. discount on their cars on that day. Yeah. Because they should. Because that, to me, is the true mark of a good holiday. And I and I think that 9-11 should also be a holiday uh, for that reason, too. You should get, like, a good boat deal, I feel. Or maybe a trailer. A good boat deal or yeah, a trailer? Yeah, you get, like, 30% off on a boat or a trailer. All right. On 9-11, that's what I think. Oh, 9-11. Oh, I'm sorry. You jumped holiday. around. I thought that like a boat would make more sense for Christopher Columbus Day because- I don't get it. He came on a boat. All I don't right. get it. All right. Uh, our next question, relationship question per usual. Yeah. Hey, Stephen Nikki, anonymous. So I've been listening to your podcasts, all of them, and I love them. Thank you so much. Thank the you. relationship ones help me, but feel, leave me feeling more confused sometimes. So goes life. My boyfriend and I have been together for two years. He is kind and gentle to me when I am sad. Offers to help me with money when he can. We live together. Is generally patient with me when I am angry or grumpy. And we agree on a lot of things and laugh together easily. On the other hand, he doesn't like to do things I like as often as I do or at all, such as hiking, going to certain events, etc. It's a struggle to get him to help me around the house, cooking, cleaning, pet care, etc. And I'm in school full time and working almost full time. He doesn't have many plans for his future and works at a job that doesn't offer much in the way of moving up. He makes better money than me now, which is great. And I'm very proud of him for having that job. He didn't have a job when we first started dating. So this is a big step for him. He deals with a lot of depression, anxiety, which is part of the reason he wasn't working when we met and anger. And he has a hard time communicating his feelings. So when I when we fight, it feels like what I say is going in one ear and out the other. I also struggle with anger, so there's no hate here. He has he's come really far in those ways, job responsibilities with money, not just sulking his own depression all day, learning how to not always overreact, but I just can't ever decide if we are meant to be. I want a lot of things for my future and I want to start grabbing life by the horns. I've had a hard time myself with being motivated to just do things in life, but I feel like I'm really wanting to pursue new things and he's content with where he is. Maybe we're just at at, at different learning stages or maybe this is something that will break us one day i think we're supposed to be together and another day i think we aren't i love seeing you guys together and i love the love you guys share and i want that confidence for myself help thank you for reading Anonymous. i think that your confusion is your answer absolutely my sweet absolutely can i call her my sweet no okay uh, my lady no my liege no what's her name anonymous An- anonymous yeah <laughs> call her nani 
Okay, Nani, I think that <laughs> that's your answer right there. Yeah, I think that um, you nailed it when you said maybe we're just at different learning stages. Because um, it, it sounds like he's a little bit, he's obviously in a learning stage, and I think that's great that he's developing and learning, but it's kind of like you're looking at him as a child. Yes. You know, rather than a significant other or like a, a someone that's a partner. You're trying to raise him. Yeah, like you're like, oh, he made some baby steps. Good job for him. Mm -hmm. And like he's making some money now and he's making more money than you right now. But you know that that's not a job that's going to like go very far. So it's like, yay, you're making money right now. Right now. But where are you going? You have What's no the plan? Long term plans. Yeah. And you feel like if you were to push him in that direction of like, hey, maybe you should start thinking of long term plans, that he'll be like, whoa are you not recognizing my growth here? <laughs> like, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's just not like, if you're already thinking long-term, which I think is healthy, um, and he's not there with you, I think that that is definitely a different maturity stage. And, and this is, this is a tougher question, right? Like, but this is all part of the, what we were saying to, to the chick with red alert, right? Red alert chick. Yeah. That chick has some clear, things that she can go oh shit i, I gotta get out of here you're looking at like a pretty decent dude he's a good guy to you he like listens to you and tries to help you with your problems and stuff and like and you're going i don't think this is enough for me and that's okay by the way that's yeah. completely okay he could be a good decent dude and shit and you're it's still not quite the fit yeah you're and allowed then, to feel that way i mean and it's hard to say because we don't know him personally we don't know you personally um is he a real cutie i hope <laughs> well it says that you know she He's very patient with her when she's angry or grumpy, and they agree on a lot of things and laugh together easily, which cool. is nice. It's wonderful. Um, but on the other hand, he doesn't like to do things like hiking and going to certain events. Neither does Steve. No. Um, and it's a struggle to get him to help me around the house with cooking, cleaning, pet care, etc. I feel like when we were first together, that was uh, a struggle, but mm -hmm. it was just like... So I, don't, I can't really tell if it's just a stage in the relationship or if it's... If she's voices stuff to him and then he doesn't care, yeah. then that's disrespect. But you and I just had to talk to each other about it. Right, right. That's it. And we were receptive to each other's needs. That's what a relationship is. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I don't know how much emphasis you put on it. Um. Well, it's really just about feeling. Because remember when in the beginning when, about it. when I was like, I, I wish you would do this more. But you felt like I was kind of um, like demanding it rather than like understanding that it like hurt me or, or stressed me out when it wasn't. Yeah, you well, um, I remember feeling like when you asked something to be done, it had to be done immediately. Yeah. Or else I was a failure to you. And for me, it was like a little bit like mommy shit. Oh, yeah. So to, so in my perspective, it was like, and this, I don't know, maybe you guys are going through the same thing. Yeah. Um, so maybe if, she's being a real big C like I'm, Nikki was. If I'm stressed out because uh, all the dishes are need to be done and I also have like 50 other things on my plate and then Steve offered to do the dishes but then at the end of the day or after two days the dishes still weren't done it was like I wish he didn't even offer because but every legally, time I see those dishes legally, I'm stressing out even more than if I would have just done the dishes myself I would still do the dishes it has been 48 hours but legally I'm in the clear I talked to a lawyer about this oh yeah and he said that I would be completely fine but it was communication it was like to me it was more stressful having uh, him offer to help but then the dishes not being done than if I would have just had to take care of the dishes myself yes. in the first place and also that's part of um, mindfulness yeah that I I think that it was just one of those things where once I realized uh, not how important it was 
to you. But once I realized how important it was to like just to make oh to 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 prioritize you mm. in my day, right? Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. know how like what's my constant refrain? It's like I wake up and I try to think about what I can do to make Nikki's day better today or what can I do for my wife today, right? But I didn't have I didn't just come born with that feeling like in our early days of our relationship. Yeah. I didn't have that kind of mindfulness yet because I was, you know, thinking about a million other things. Mm-hmm. But I think once I, 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 you know, we had I had a summer where me and Michael were writing a bunch of scripts and shit, and I definitely wasn't prioritizing you, and you were voicing that, voicing that, voicing that to me. And then once I realized like that, that's serious. I, I totally changed. Yeah. 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 But it took that. Right. Um, and also, I felt like I was sacrificing a lot yeah. to do the things I was doing. And then when I got home, after like writing for 18 hours or some shit, you're like, can you do dishes or whatever? And you're right. I should have been able to well, do I it. I don't think it was, uh, I was asking you to do dishes after that. That was more of a sex thing. I was like, we oh, haven't true. had sex in like two weeks because you've been writing till five in the morning every night. And yeah. like, uh, the, the dishes thing was more like if I was like crazy and stuff and like yeah. had a million things because I was putting together so many different projects. Yeah. Um, and then I'm like, on top of that, there's the dishes. And then you offered like, oh, I can help you yeah, and do yeah, the dishes. No, and then like, they didn't get done. Yeah. But the point is, is that I knew that our long-term values were the same. Yes. You know, like you were sacrificing to go work and like write these scripts that at that time, were like you hadn't sold any scripts mm-hmm. yet. So it was like, I believed in the long-termness of it that like eventually these scripts would be- get sold. And I had long-term plans of building, you know, like business and acting and all that stuff. And and we've been working on that since then. And it sounds like in this relationship, they don't have the same long-term goals. Or at least the guy doesn't seem like he has any long-term goals. Yeah, maybe, you know, he doesn't know what he wants to do. Which the dishes are like a side bar thing, right? Well, it's really just part of a greater problem, which is being mindful of what the other person like like um is wanting right you know what i'm saying but i think that the like should i break up or not over dishes no no but should i break up or not because he doesn't have long-term goals probably yeah if that's important to you absolutely yeah because it sounds like this other stuff is like just you know preference stuff Mm -hmm. like i wish he would want to hike with me more yeah and what's cool too about me and nikki is our long-term goals are kind of interlocked obviously we're on a podcast together right now yeah so it's one of those things where we're, we've we been able to build that together so our long-term goals are f- like as deadlocked to the together as it gets yeah our work life is really intertwined with our personal life yeah yeah and we enjoy that and we so the the strengths and weaknesses thing was that like um steve's really good like on the fly, like on the, you like to like just show up and like do stuff. And so do I, but I was like also structuring, structuring everything too. Yes. Like I would have to plan what videos to do or like, you yes. know, the topics to talk about in the podcast. And I felt like, um, I needed more help because yeah. it wasn't like super my strength either. I was just stepping it up cause you know, we had similar strengths. Right. Yeah. And you're very good at that stuff. Well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And our last question today is, I have no idea how to read signals. All right. Hi, guys. My name is George. I'm a longtime listener, first-time writer-in. <laughs> nice. I love it. It's like an 80s reference. 
thing. And 90s. Sure. I love you guys to the moon and back, and I've listened to literally every single episode of your podcast. Oh, my God, George, thank you. Thanks, weirdo. First off, I'm a bit older, just turned 40, and I'm only a year out of a sad but very civil-friendly divorce. The spark simply faded, unfortunately. Oh, I've had that happen. Um, The last time I dated was almost 15 years ago. Now that I'm finally getting back into the headspace of being single again, I started putting out vibes to the opposite sex, and I feel like occasionally I've received said vibes back. Even so, I feel like I'm no better at reading signals than when I was in my teens and 20s, which gets to the point of this email. I work at an event venue where I interact a lot with different people on every shift. That includes a lot of DJs. Well, this past weekend, a very attractive, super smart, and ridiculously funny DJ worked at the venue, and we talked a lot during the eight or so hours she was there. I hesitate to call it flirting, but it kind of was. We share a lot about ourselves. um, We shared a lot about ourselves, opinions on things, and we laughed a lot. But I still, I'm still hesitant to ever pursue someone, especially at work. So I didn't do anything near the end of the event. Well, fast forward to the event breakdown. I helped her load stuff in the car and then returned to the venue as I was needed elsewhere. Minutes later, she comes all the way back up to the venue, comes over to me and says, I can't believe, or I can't leave without saying goodbye to George. And she comes over and gives me a big hug and then says, we should exchange numbers, right? So we exchanged numbers and Insta handles, and then we hug once more before saying goodbye. Uh, fucking George, George that's that is asshole. dead on flirting. Fuck. George, you're How many such more an signals asshole. can she give you? But anyway, now I read the situation as possibly just a networking proposition. Oh my god, George. Ah! <laughs> okay, we had fun. Oh. We got along, but perhaps she wanted to just expand her contacts in the event world. Nothing has occurred since, but coworkers at the event venue all agreed she was flirting and that she seemed very interested. The only thing she didn't do is finger bang your asshole, George. <laughs> Jesus, dude. So I followed her on Insta, and boom, there are a bunch of pictures on the feed of her boyfriend who just celebrated a one-year dating anniversary, apparently. Oh. So yet again, my Dickens. assumption that the opposite sex is not interested was proven correct, or at the very least, they're only interested in a platonic matter. Some people are flirty, George. Sorry, she's for the, a flirty. Sorry a for the long email, but my real question is this: How in the world do you ever tell if someone of the opposite sex is interested? Seriously, even though I'm a middle, uh, even though I'm middle age, I feel like I'm as bad as at this as I was when I was age fifteen. How does a guy ever really know? Yours in confusion, your number one shit fan. George. George, you confuse me, my friend, because I really genuinely thought that you were missing some singles. And yeah. and and it sounds like she's a flirt. Yeah, but also, okay, so how serious? One year isn't that serious. Um, I'm not saying to be a homewrecker or anything Don't like that. Don't be a homewrecker, George. That, but I'm, I'm just trying to analyze this from a female perspective because this does really sound like, like if I was going to do all of that, it's because I'm interested in a guy. Mm-hmm. So there are some girls that I know like I talked about in a previous episode who have boyfriends as placeholders who and it's a really shitty thing to do and I don't even know if you'd even want to be with this person if they're the type of person that does this type this stuff but there are people that have boyfriends as placeholders until they meet the right guy because they just don't want to be alone or whatever or they're always looking to upgrade is what they say and so she could be with a boyfriend that they're not that serious about but they're just a placeholder, and then when she meets someone like you and she gives off all those vibes, she's, like, actually interested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't think that it's your responsibility to, to dig into it and, like, figure out if you should break up this relationship or not. But um, I, I think that she's interested. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that your, your signal receiver is broken. Yeah. I don't think you read the signals wrong. No. 
And like you said, everyone around you agreed. Yeah. You, you couldn't have more proof than that. I've also, I feel like, been guilty of this, like, um, when a relationship was coming to an end, and I could mm. feel it coming to an end. Getting and your backup plans in, in, yeah, in place? Yeah, yeah, honestly. And, like, it, especially, that. like, if the guy I was with was flirting with other girls, and that was one of the reasons that we were fighting a lot, and maybe the relationship was about to end, that I'm like, you know, fuck it. I'm going to flirt with the guy that I like then, yeah. you know? And so, I don't know. You never really know where someone's at in their relationship. Um, I don't think that you should pursue someone while they're still in that relationship, but it's it sounds like she wants to get to know you better. Otherwise, you she use wouldn't have it given as us. a you you got a cool vote of confidence, my friend. Like you 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 you, you still got it. Like with with uh, Steve and I, um, we were both in serious relationships that weren't doing very well um, when we first met. And we became friends and I like got to know him through being friends. And I never, ever had any intentions to um, get with him while he's in a relationship and, apartment and same vice versa. Yeah. And I actually thought that he was like going to get married to this girl. So I he wasn't even on my radar as being a person that I could potentially get with. But I got to know him. And like as a friend, he was someone that I wanted to find as a partner like that type of personality i talked about this on the last question and so even if it never i i, I guess like you don't know where it's gonna lead yeah but you got the contact if she's you, maybe hip pocketing you yeah and and if she's funny and you guys were vibing like keep hanging out and vibing and stuff and Just stalk her instagram every single day make sure <laughs> see if she ever opens up becomes single then you can start to swoop i feel like sometimes our advice is hypocritical because it's so case by case it is like the first one about the guy and the ex and like should i get back in like the ex is like yeah, don't scam on that chick yeah the ex is like What's talking to her wait you're saying can i just get the yeah the thought out is the like we were talking about how the ex is kind of shitty because he's like a fiance to this girl and he's like talking to her, his ex mm -hmm. and like fuck that guy but then also this girl who's flirting with george maybe she's at the end of her relationship yeah but what's what, what can george do george can do nothing but watch yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. It's completely consistent advice. I know, but we were talking about that guy being shitty and like this girl's kind of doing similar, a similar thing. It's totally shit move. Yeah. But like I said, use it as, as a vote of confidence that you still got it. For the radar. Yes. Yeah. Your radar is fine. Yeah. Like if anything, she was into you in some way. Yeah. And Who she might be really close to breaking up. I've definitely done this before. See? So there you go. So this could happen for you, man. This could be the one, or I think it's a better example. Well, the one's going real far. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I think it's a better example of that you're fine. Yeah. Don't worry so much, you heady fuck. Yeah. Thank you, George. Yeah. What I mean. Yeah, it sounds pretty clear. I think so. All right. Well, thank you so much for writing in your questions, guys. Uh, you, you can rate us five stars. You can rate us five stars. If you have a question, you could um, email us podcast at Nikki.limo. That's podcast at N-I-K-K-I.L-A-M-O. And we will try to get to it in a future Q&A. Um, you can also leave us a voicemail, which the voicemail number is in the description. Check that out below. Um, and then, yeah, and, final thoughts? Uh, yeah, look up... Um out there, look up what a synopsis is. Yeah, I was just gonna. And maybe that was my when you when too. you leave a question, you can have an idea of how to sum it up for us <laughs> poor fucking plebs. I don't want to read a four act play. 
you know, I mean, part of that, maybe I should learn from this and like go through questions beforehand and like summarize it for you. But it really does help if you summarize it on your when own. When you're on Netflix, they give you like two sentences of what the show is. Okay. <laughs> maybe just give us like a paragraph about what's up. And then get to your question. It helps us help you. Listen, nothing's worse than you're watching some, I don't know, you're watching some senator on TV and they're talking to somebody in a town hall and the person's like, hi, um, yeah, my question's for the senator. Um, first of all, I'm from Raleigh, North Carolina. I'm a waiter and um, I've, yeah, I'm have yeah, i a Virgo. And it's like, dude, just get to your fucking question, mm-hmm. please. Yeah. Sometimes when I'm trying to answer the question, I forget what I'm answering. Because there was so much that happened in the right. question, right? But this is Brevity's not hating. Solo this is not hating on anybody. No, out no, no, there. no, no. Thank no, you no, so no. much for submitting your question. We hope it was helpful. I, I just want to do a better job at being helpful to you. And I feel like, um, if I get lost in your question, <laughs> then I can't be as helpful. And we I don't are like that. Only human. We are human. We are only human. From Yum. That's exactly right. <laughs> and Star Trek fans will know that reference. I'm just kidding. Oh, fuck. I believed it's you. It's not. Okay. Actually, you know what? Huh. It is. Yo, that dude should start a, a Star Trek pre- uh, podcast. Which guy? The dude that's starting a podcast. Oh, yeah. He, you should do a Star Trek show. A competitor. And he should only use inside Star Trek references yep. that people like me don't understand. Yep. And then it really narrows his audience down to a niche audience that's going to be really cool. But that niche audience will be hardcore fans. Yeah. Yeah. Of all the souls I have encountered... His was the most human. That is a direct quote from Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. You're very welcome, everybody. I, I, did, I did make it work. I feel finally included in all the Game of Thrones talk. I understand oh, all the I'm references, so and it makes me feel good. Even the ending now, because we saw it all. I watched all the all the recaps of people hating and stuff, and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm in this now. Yeah, we're part of it, and part we hate it, it too. And how cool is it to hate it too? Yeah. Because I feel like I'm part of a lot of counterculture often. I'm yeah. always like, I always see something, and I'm like, I don't agree. Or I see, I see a bunch yeah. of people saying one thing, I'm like, I think the other thing. But then with this, I'm like, I agree. Yeah, because they really the like- mob fucked my heart up because i like fell in love with all the characters and then they they just fucked me all up like dude once upon a time in hollywood every single motherfucker in the rotten tomatoes loves this shit i'm like this movie sucks complete assholes am i out of my mind okay we're done with this but you know what i'm saying yeah i finally agree with the mob all right well thank you for listening should they don't tell you rate Fuck us, game of thrones thank you sub- all very much subscribe and we will talk to you next time Bye-bye. Cersei deserved better. Oh, you know what I think they should have done? Is the fucking Arya, like, she could change faces. I thought that she was going to run into Jaime, kill him, take his face, and then trick Cersei into trusting her, and then she kills him. Anyway. I just came. That was that's a good ending. Like, why did no one use their powers? Ah, that's no so good. No one used their powers. That's genuinely really like, good. Like, why didn't Bran fucking warg into a dragon or some because shit? Because he's reading a fucking book. Yeah, like, why did Bran didn't even help at all with his but powers? Hey, let's do the day after Game of Thrones, okay? You guys want to know the ga- day after the Game of Thrones season finale? The, a bunch of people walk into the courtyard, right? They go up to King Bran and like, King Bran, and he's like. I'm not Bran. And you're like, great. Oh, what a great fucking show this is. Yeah, how come he has to explain he's not Bran every fucking time? Dude, D.B. Weiss and Benoff, you guys suck complete assholes everyone, for even having Bran on the show. Everyone went through seasons of developing powers that they never used yep. at the end. Yep. 
Why didn't oh, they ever and, use and them? And what's her name? Daenerys Targaryen developed this huge sense of humanity that she never used at the end. Yeah. All right. Jesus. All right. We're done with this. Okay. Well, thank you for watching and subscribing and listening. And we will talk to you later. Bye. Did Tyrion ever get another Kate, glass of wine? Done. Or was all the wine destroyed? I'll never know. He doesn't even drink wine anymore. What? Well, that's something that would happen in this weird world where everyone is not who they are the exactly. whole other time. He's like, I quit drinking. Yeah. I'm like, bullshit. <laughs> that would be the biggest bullshit ending of all. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We're really done. Nothing.